episode 262. My trade has nothing to do with speculation. I have no idea what, you know, XYZ stock's going to do. I have no idea what this currency is going to do. I'm terrible at doing that. Instead, I'm looking for you know, a mechanical strategy with a ton of edge and just sitting there and waiting for it. If you don't have strategy or strategies with edge, you shouldn't be trading. And I'll just put a bid in front of the $10 at 10.01 and put an offer at 10.19 and just basically become a market maker. When you're looking for edge, there's really not a better you know, strategy than market making. What are the steps involved in executing an arbitrage trade? Everything is about technical analysis and it's about you know reading charts and so on. I strongly believe every you know active trader should learn all right, folks, we've got David Hale coming up on the show in a second. Now, before we dive in there, I do want to tell you who won the blunder comp from last week. So this was the interview with Pat Bay-Looney. Uh, it is one to go and check out if you haven't watched it or listened to it yet. Go and check that out. It is an awesome episode, packed full of mindset gold that you really need to take on board. Now, uh, the blunder I made was we talked about Paul Tudor-Jones. I actually called him Phil Tudor Jones in the show. So if you pick that up, you're one of two people that did. Um, well done to you two. Now, the winner is Mark Shields. You won the competition, so congrats, Mark. Uh, well done for picking that out. All right, so you're going to get access to my Robot Lab Live Build 55, which we're just about to drop the first download on. And in fact, the strategy video is coming up here on the channel this week. So stay tuned for that. Now, before we dive into the show, I do want to tell you about the webinar I'm running this weekend with the guys from Aerial FX. Go and check it out. There's a link in the description and I'm going to put a QR code up here if you're watching or go to tradingnut.com forward slash propbot and you'll be able to register for that webinar where we're going to break down how I managed to get my first prop firm payout and everything that is involved with that and how easy it can actually be. Now, um, we also have got, talking about prop firms, a new live streamer coming on the show. He's a three-year full-time trader from South Africa. He's going to be trading London and New York across the week, and he's going to be doing the Blue Guardian 25K challenge as well. So folks, um, that is coming up here on the live streams. If you're not catching those, then I do recommend it. Now, what we're going to do is dive into the guts of the interview here with David. So he's had a 23 year trading career and he started off in you know stockbrokers he's moved into even trying to start his own prop firm and even trading for a physical prop firm himself so we're going to dive straight into the guts of that in a second after we hear from my prop firm sponsor blue guardian right let's dive into my blue guardian account quickly before the interview and show you where i got to so you can see here i breached the account last week i did increase the risk here trading a slightly different strategy what i realized was i was missing a lot of trades and they're all happening at three o'clock in the morning my time i think i've overcome that now in fact the last trade i got on this account did turn out to be a three-hour winner but Getting to the three-hour winner went into a bit of drawdown and blew me out of this account. So folks, stay tuned. I've got a fresh account here, $100,000. We're going to see how it gets on. And if you want to get your own fresh $100,000 account, grab the coupon code TRADINGNUTS, all one word, and you're going to save 10% off at checkout or use the link below in the description. So in the firm, can you remember like any crazy numbers that some of your colleagues were doing or, or any crazy days even you had? Uh, we talk, are we talking back when I started or are we talking, you know? Ah, I suppose like you, during that time at that prop firm, like was there any specific day or, or time where you're like looking at this guy rolling up in his, you know, Ferrari or whatever and you're going, damn, what the hell's this, you know, he's, he's had a payday of X number of, you know, seven figure or six figures. Yeah, well. Like, like I was saying, I was saying and back in the day when we started, it was easier. When I go back to when I started in 2001, 
it was the market was inefficient. You could buy on one exchange, sell on the other. There was arbitrage everywhere. And I, I, the guys, we weren't just, you know, 10,000 was a good month back then. It was, you know, 20,000 was like, wow. And then fast forward, you know, 2000, 2008 was when it really, you know, when it, before then, you know, when you had a, a thousand and five thousand dollar day, that was that was that was pretty impressive. And then 2008 hit and just air all these, you know, all these numbers just got blown out of the water. Right. And it was, you know, we went from trying to make, you know, thousand, five thousand, ten thousand was, you know, a really good day back then to, you know, we're guys making half a million, a million dollars in a day. And not only a day, literally seconds, you know, the strategies these guys were using and we were using was, you know, just basically on close with type orders with just a couple of clips, a couple of presses, you know, the, the keys. And these guys were making, you know, million dollars. So it was it was a whole things. Things changed in 2008. And then again, in 2020, 2021, that's when, you know, these numbers just got ridiculous mm -hmm. and you were seeing, you know, six, seven, eight figure numbers from uh you know just guys some guys who never really had profitable months before it was it was it was crazy the market was really just really there just to be taken and and so like i mean I, and i'm guessing it's because the, the the market's obviously moving in a trend for quite some distance and they're getting in and able to you know take advantage of that i mean were these guys are these guys that you used to work with are they do you still know them and are they still trading as yeah, no, I, I still, you know, I still, I spent most of my career in this uh, Texas, uh, well, a couple of Texas offices, the one I started at, and then another one. And, uh, you know, in Austin, Texas, there's, there's a lot of good traders around. There's, you know, there's two offices stocked with some really good traders. And, you know, you know, you know how trading works. I mean, again, to be in the business five years is, is a lifetime, but there are, there are some guys, you know, around 10, 15, 20 years. And these guys, you know, the numbers they're pulling up is it's it's really shocking. I don't think people realize that, you know, this is possible, um, you know, not consistently. You know, it's it's as, as I'm saying, 2008 and 2020 or when things really went wild. And that's strictly that's because of volatility. You know, volatility just went off the charts. And for day traders and, you know, my main type of trade has been scalping. And may, most of the traders I've been around are scalpers volatility is our life you know our lifeblood so once the volatility picks up that's when the big numbers hit and then 2008 2020 you know we had huge spikes in in the volatility in in, in the equity markets and yeah we saw some i i've i've, I've seen some seen some craziness you know 2008 2020 there's guys who never had profitable months you know making seven figures in a month it was just it was just just a whole different, a whole different world. And yeah, a lot of these guys are, you know, they're still around. My, I've been in the business 23 years. I have my brother, he's been in the business 20 years. One of my best friends been in the business 20 years. I got a couple other friends have been close to 20 years. So yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's a group of us that have been fortunate enough to survive. And, you know, there are, the surviving is the key because we're, we're, you know, when the market's not volatile, it is survival. And then we're just waiting for the 2008s, 2020s. Mm. And that's when you really, you know, put your put your foot down and go for it. And yeah, there's some there's some wild numbers. And so so just to sort of put it into picture with or in perspective for guys listening, you know, you're talking about volatility here. And I mean, are you like sort of 
would you call it like more of a discretionary approach to to getting in and you know seeing volatility pick up in a, in a market and going okay right i'm going to get in here and scalp that because it's obviously the buyers have stepped in and they're pushing it higher and i can get in on a kind of a simple setup where or maybe a few different kind of setups where we're like you know if i get in here i know i know people are buying so i'm probably going to be in with the buyers and be able to take a little chunk there and, and be done i mean how do you sort of methodically go in and, and go i'm going to take a scalp on this particular market yeah well that's that's the big thing again volatility is great for you know that's what we're we're praying for and that's what we really need but unless you have the right strategies for but the volatility then you know you then it gets you, you lose money and you you know it, it's it becomes the opposite so yeah the key is to have the right strategies be ready for it and then when it hits yeah you have to step you know you have to step and you have to really go for it in the book and you know mainly throughout my and i write about this in the book and throughout my career and nearly all the traders i've been around we use the main strategies we use i and i call it glitches in the book these are type of strategies they're not really they're it's not speculating we're not necessarily using a bunch of technical analysis we're looking for stuff that's broken we're looking for bad orders we're looking for you know markets are going haywire markets that are broken um, bad orders, stuff like that. So when the, this volatility happens, that's typically when, you know, the markets get shaken and things don't work that well. Things are unorderly. You know, markets are, are mispriced. Orders, you know, are out of whack. And that's when we step in and we take advantage of it. Let's dive into the glitches a bit here. So like, what, what do you mean by like bad orders? I mean, what does a bad order look like? to you well you know battle yeah bad orders it's a malfunction I, I i when i say glitches i say inefficiencies malfunctions um but can you, you know, give us stuff. an example of what a like an inefficiency or a malfunction actually like, you know arbitrage, like? arbitrage is a big arbitrage is a big thing you know where you can sell on one exchange for one price and then flip it to another exchange for you know a higher price as you know, again, especially like in Forex and stuff, you know, arbitrage, is, it's really tough to find. You know, the yeah. markets are, you know, you got all these algos sniffing these type of strategies out. Um, but when you get huge volatility, a lot of these algos, you know, the plug gets pulled and these 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 arbitrage opportunities appear. So that's kind of the, you know, what we're looking for is arbitrage opportunities um you know in equities we have a lot of different orders you have auction orders and you know we like to play around with those type of things you know looking for a little niche and looking for something different it, you know my trade has nothing to do with with speculation i'm not i, I have no idea what you know xyz stock's going to do i have no idea what this currency is going to do i have no, i don't try you know i'm terrible at doing that and i've tried you know every time i've done it for the last 23 years i get burned instead i'm looking for you know mechanical strategy that i can execute and a lot of it just means waiting for it but a mechanical strategy with a ton of edge and just sitting there and waiting for it again like i said arbitrage has, has been the bread and butter mm -hmm. for the 23 years but the so, so, arbitrage, so I mean, they, how do how do you how would you how would somebody go about like executing arbitrage um, from a sort of like you know here's the process the step by step process to be able to do it efficiently like you with I'm looking I'm thinking like stock markets here there's like thousands and thousands of stocks that you could obviously you know look look at how would you even distill it down to try and find a market that 
so you don't miss the arbitrage opportunity. I mean, how does that work? Well, yeah, the big thing is it's finding that market. You know, that's 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 a huge thing. And it, as a trader, I think the goal of every trader shouldn't be like, oh, I'm a you know forex trader, I'm an equity trader, I'm a futures trader. You're a trader, so the goal is to find the edge, and that can mean switching markets, or you know, you have to be agile. So the the, the goal is to find these markets that are inefficient, that are you know, there's a lot of volatility in. And then look for arbitrage in those markets. You know, for instance, right now, you know, the traders, if you're looking for arbitrage, I suggest, and it seems like the best place to look is like crypto markets. Because crypto crypto markets, you know, they're fragmented. You've got all these different exchanges, you got volatility. Um, you know, back in, you know, three or four years ago, and again, I think it's still you can still do it. It's it's definitely it's definitely got tougher, but it was a the arbitrage opportunities was as oh, simple as Huge. Buying, you know, Bitcoin on this exchange at, you know, say $5,000 and then flipping it to another exchange and selling it for $6,000. Yeah. You know, again, it's maybe it's not quite as simple now, although I think there's still some type of opportunities like that. Um, but, the, you know, that's that's basically, so, you know, it's not simple, but there was tons of opportunities. And yeah. again, I think, if, you know, the traders I talk to now who are in crypto if you dig deeply, there's there are opportunities out there. It might not be quite mm. as simple, but with all these different markets and all this fragmentation and all this volatility, I think that's a good place to look for arbitrage. And 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 I mean, because I know that it sort of got you know, wiped out of the forex markets because people were building algos that would go in and you know they'd be taking two feeds, and as soon as the feeds were different, it would be like right buy close. And you got a profit on that one. The other one, maybe you know, you're, you're not going to make a profit, but overall, you make a lot of money by doing it. And they've sort of managed to wipe that out. Um, like, how how do you sort of do it? From like, if you're going to execute a trade, what would you be doing? What are the steps involved in executing an arbitrage trade? Well, you know, again, a lot of it's speed. You know, you you're fighting against. Like you said, you're fighting against the algos. You're fighting against other traders. You know, most a lot of savvy traders know that this is where the edge is. You know, an arbitrage ultimately is free money. If you can buy it here and sell it here for a different price, it's free money. So a lot of it's about speed. Um, so you know, you get a you got to find the arbitrage, and then you got to be fast to execute it. Again, automation is is typically a fast way to do it. And then you've got to hit it as fast as you can before the other traders catch on to it. And then, you know, once that's, you know, once that arbitrage opportunity is gone, you got to search for the next one. Um, you know, and that's been our arbitrage. Don't get me wrong. Arbitrage has been a big part of, you know, my my trading over the years. But it is tough. There, these arbitrage opportunities are tough to find. So, again, that, that's kind of been one angle that I've used. And again, but, the you know, there's other kind of niches and niche strategies where I'm looking for, you know, looking for specific type of orders or I'm looking for different, you know, auction orders or, you know, just, just, just order flow, you know, level two, you know, level two, reading the order books always been a big part of my trading. Um, you know, looking for big, big and offers, really, you know, reading the tape. And again, I think that's something that still can be, you know, a lot of traders don't, don't know how valuable it is. Everything is about technical analysis and it's about, you know, reading charts and so on. I strongly believe every, you know, active trader should learn, you know, tape reading.
Hey folks, what a view behind me. I'm at Blackpool Markets headquarters here in Auckland, New Zealand. Speaking of views, you can get TradingView paid plans for free at Blackpool Markets, saving you up to $600 a year. That's right, get either the Essential Plus or Premium plans absolutely free, and all you need to do is trade from one lot a month at Blackpool Markets. And you can also get a 100% deposit bonus for your first deposit up to $1,000. All you need to do is click the Trading Nut link in the description below. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah, through I mean Mike Belafure's book, um, One Good Trade, he was like saying that is essentially the backbone of any good trader in his in his firm. So it's, but I think like I mean, you know, if you're looking at forex, which a lot of my um, audience are forex traders, there is no there is no tape, there is no yeah. everything sort of you know coming from these multi interbank feeds. So you've got nothing, no centralized. Um, I suppose level two or DOM to look at, so um, so it becomes harder. But yeah, so I mean, what can you give us an example of how how you would read the tape? Well, I, right now I do I do a lot of my trade, well, nearly all of my trading in the I'm an equity trader and I trade I trade pre market. So the you know the equities market, you have the 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 official opening hours, and then you have the pre market session, and then you have the after hours. And of course, the pre-market and after hours, there's less volume. Um, you know, it's slower. There's, uh, you know, the things tend to, there's there's less action, let's say. So I like to trade pre-market, A, because I'm an old, slow trader. And I still do, all my trading is still manual. I'm still on the keys, on the mouse, you know, and that's that's probably just my detriment. I should be more proactive about automated traders and uh, trades. And I, I suggest that to all the traders out there. You know, I think, you know, the, the goner, I'm, I'm a dinosaur, you know, me, you know, me, me punching in out of trades. It's, it's, it's kind of an inefficient way to do it, but I still find edge, you know, reading the order books on some of these stocks, you know, I, you know, for me looking for a big spread. And then a lot of times it's, you, you find a stock and let's say, there's a bid at $10 and there's a bid at, let's say, $10.20. And I'll just put a bid in front of the $10 at $10.01 and put a offer at $10.19 and just basically become a market maker. Right. You know, market, market. Yeah. When you're looking for, you know, when you're looking for edge, there's there's really not a better, you know, strategy than market making. Um, you know, I know it's tough when you talk, you know, you're talking about Forex when you got really, you know, these ultra tight spreads and there's a ton of volumes. But, you know, there's a lot of markets and I talk to a lot of guys in crypto right now who are doing market making strategies. And that's, you know, that's, you know, that's a great, you know, that's a great market. If you can just make, you know, you know, make a market and, mm. and do it that way. So a lot of my strategies are like that or, you know, looking for big bids, trying to buy in front of big bids and sell in front of big offers. You know, and, it, I, you know, I wish it was still that easy as if, you know, but in all kinds of markets now, you know, you have these iceberg orders and, you know, it could be a hundred share buy, but it turns out to be a 10,000 share buy. So it's, it hasn't got, it has got tough, but I find you have to find the ter certain times and the certain markets and there is edge with tape reading, but generally it is, it's, 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 a, you know, it's a skill that the, the, the bots and the algos that are really, you know, really eaten into. But if you find the right time, I feel is a good thing. Because for me, once the U.S. market opens, you know, the mm. official market opens, it's so efficient. You know, it's just it's a, just a bunch of bots just battling each other. So for right. me, there's no, you know, that take, takes away all the edge in my tape reading. And, you know, that's what I'm doing now. Again, I'm looking the equity markets. 
a really it's tough it's slow it's trading so again as a as a trader i'm looking at different markets and like we mentioned earlier i'm looking at crypto markets and i'm trying to use my tape reading skills in the crypto market so basically what i've been doing especially the last few weeks is just looking at you know the order books of crypto and just staring at them and seeing if i can see any patterns if i can see any edge you know can i read this so, you know is is it, you know, is this buyer coming in? Is this buyer telling me something? Is a seller telling me something? Does this, does this crypto lag, you know, this coin lag this other coin, you know, stuff like that. And that's another way I've traded over the years is just find two stocks that move together. And, you know, if one lags the other, if one makes a move up, you know, I'll, I'll buy the other one before it's made its mm -hmm. move. Just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at as simple strategies where I'm not predicting, I'm not yeah. trying to guess. I'm, you know, it's just simple, simple stuff. And in the book, I say, you know, scavenging, you know, just trying to pick up, just trying to pick up crumbs, you know, like in crumbs can be big. Like I said, like I said earlier, yeah. you know, it can be millions of dollars, but you know, it's, it's not necessarily the most glamorous form of trading, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's, obviously it's, it's made you, made you a living. Yeah. Time. I mean, it's not about, it's not about being glamorous. And I think that's what a lot of traders, yeah. you know, get, get kind of mixed up in it's like you know they want to predict what you know with this you know with what the stock's going to do or this yeah. future's going to do with this, you know what, what about what about like when it goes wrong and um you know you go all right here's my opportunity and for whatever reason it just doesn't work and how do you get out of that so you don't get like completely and utterly wiped out well, I, I'm a scalper I, that's all I've been doing is you know for 23 years and I love scalping because you're I'm completely in control. You know, it's it's like a video game. I'm reacting to the market and I'm using these tape reading skills. So, you know, what's kept me in the game is punching out of these trades as fast as possible. So, you know, again, and that's one thing I've actually gotten good at is losing. You know, I'm used to it. And again, yeah. even in my best months, I think, I, you know, I rarely have an over 50% winning percentage. With scalping, it's all about just cutting those losers as quickly as possible. And then, you know, I have enough winners to, you know, have 50% win rate, you know, you make 20 cents on the winners and you lose 10 cents on the okay. uh, So, So do you like, do you, do you always go in with like a mindset of like, okay, well, if this is going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong at this point and I'm going to get out there versus, always. okay, so you already know. you, you Always have it. And I would suggest point. that every trade, I, every trade I suggest that, you know, that's the first thing when I when I'm even evaluating a trade before I even get in the first thing I look for what would be what's my risk what's my out and then I go from then and then I try and you know that's the easy part you know because you can always well I'm going to get out once it breaks this yeah. level or once this bid goes or you know I always have a reason the reward part's the trickier part right. you know, and that's a more, that's a little more subjective but you know before I get any trade I always have the out. And of course, you know, I'm, I, I wish I was disciplined enough to always hit that out. But, you know, I've gotten good enough where I typically try to hit that out or I do hit that out where, you know, I've been in the game without too many huge blow, blow ups, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you got You got to punch out. And that's all that's scalping. You know, if you can't do that, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to survive as a scalper. And so, so if like if you had to sort of look at your stats over the years, like maybe I'm just taking one, one of those strategies that you've mentioned, what would be the typical and it might be very hard to do but sort of win rate slash risk to reward ratio i.e if you're getting out for 10 and you're taking 20 as a profit i mean what's your sort of 
average on on your stats? Yeah, like I said, I think you know fifty percent is kind of what I usually hover hover around win rate. Um, you know, when the market's volatile, you know that's when I get more aggressive, and the winners are bigger, and the losers are bigger. Um, when the market's quiet, when it's slow, when it's challenging, you know, you, I, you, I, I'm cautious, you know, right now trading is tough for me. So I, tr if anything, try to stay away, you know, trade defensively, if anything. So, you know, keeping it even tighter, don't lose, don't lose, stay in the game, wait for that volatility to come out. And then, yeah, when the volatility hits, you know, you step on it, you can be more aggressive. You can have those bigger losers because those winners are bigger. And if you have a big loser, you have the confidence and you have the ability to make it back. The market's forgiven, but you know, for equities right now, it's not a forgiven market. You know, one one, you know, lapse of discipline or one time I don't punch out of that losing trade, you know, that's you know, that's going to wreck a month, that's going to wreck, you know, possibly even a year and then you don't have the confidence to get, you know, to go step back in the market mm -hmm. and make it back right there. So that's that's a big difference. So, but yeah, I mean, again, you know, you, you don't have to win all the time. You don't have to win half of the time. You just have to be consistently punching out of the losers. And that's, you know, that's what I try and tell every new trader. Cut your losers. I mean, it's what every trader hears. You hear it a thousand times, but it is. And that's that's what got me on track is cutting my losers, cutting my losers, keeping it tight, keeping it tight, especially for new traders. Get, get your education as cheap as possible because you probably, you're, you, you really could, you know, a new trade is pretty clueless or is clueless. You don't know what you're doing. So it's pointless to, you know, give it too much. So punch out of those trades and not only get the education as cheap as possible, but, you know, get the learn discipline. You know, if you get in that habit of punching out of the trades, you, you know, you're, you, you got a shot to be a good trader. If you don't have, if you can, if you don't have that discipline and you can't develop that habit, you have, you have no chance because mm. it's so, so like in terms of you know the frequency of your trades i mean it's you're saying that it's tough at the moment i mean how how long would you go without taking a trade with with this you know glitch approach i mean weeks months i mean you know it, it could it could be that long again of course it's tough for me i i, I typically not you know my schedule even right now is maybe four hours a week of where my strategy really is on. I mean, again, it's tough for me to stay away that much. I try, you know, again, but you know, I've been doing it 23 years and sitting there and not trading is still, you know, torturous to me. Yeah. So, because it's really so, okay. And, and so, how do you sort of like, I suppose, balance the financial aspect of it as, you know, in, in terms of it could go a few weeks, it could go a month, like without taking a trade? I mean, there must be a, a time when the thing, you know, the going's good. So you go, okay, well, now I've got a buffer for a year or two years or something like that. And and is that how it sort of works? Just so that people could understand? Yeah, that's that's how it works. And again, I every 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 all the traders I've been around, whether it's futures, um, stocks, equities, options. I you know, unfortunately I haven't I don't know too many Forex traders, but I, I assume a lot of the the bigger guys, it's probably a similar thing is like, you know, you make all your money or nearly all your money in really, you know, short time periods. Again, I've been trading 20, 23 years. And I think I made 95% of my profits in maybe two, two and a half years, you know, so it's, it's really the rest of the time, it's just been trying to stay in the game, 
Right. So he's trying not, not to lose all the profits that, but to try. Yeah, and try not to because try, I, yeah. yeah, because I've seen I've seen it happen before. You know, I, I, I keep talking about 2008 and 2020. I've seen good traders, you know, blow up their account right before the volatility hits. And they would have been literally they would have been millionaires within a couple of weeks, but they couldn't, you know, they couldn't stay in the game long enough to, yeah. to take advantage of that. So, yeah, I, I've seen I don't think it's, I've seen any traders who made it, you know, been in the game a long time and have just made, you know, let's say hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars by just, you know, grinding out, let's say ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars each month. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. It's like, you know, you 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 hit it really big. And then you you know might have a couple of you know tough months. Of course, the key is not blowing up. You know, it's no good making a million dollars if you're giving it back. You know, right away. Um, and there's definitely an art and a skill to that. You have to you know know when to put your foot off the gas, change your style. You know, react to the different you know different markets. I suppose on on that bin, I mean, like, so what what was the uh, what was the you know, have you ever thought, because, you know, if you're going months without taking a trade, you must have thought to yourself, maybe I need to look at a different approach um, yeah. where you can where you can utilize this time, which is, you know, essentially it's time. You know that other people are making money in the market during this time. Um, have you ever thought, like, let me dive into something else? And if and you obviously have decided against it because you haven't over 23 years. I mean, what was, what was the thinking behind that? Because I think that might help a lot of people around – you know, strategy hopping, um, understanding why some traders can just stick to a strategy and that kind of thing. Well, I, I, I'll delve into a story. I mean, from my book, I mean, it, this. So, like I said, 2008 was amazing trading. And then I, it was basically 2008 until 2020 was really, really tough. So I did well in 2008. And then, you know, basically was flat or just kind of gave back profits. And, next, and by by the time I think it was this was about 2018, 2019. I mean, I, I was in bad shape. I basically, I'd given away all my profits. I was, I was literally dead broke. I was living, I was living here in Poland. I would I had to move in with my dad. My wife had left me. I was, I had to take a job as an English teacher making $10 an hour. So I went from, I went from making, you know, millions of dollars to working a job, $10 an hour, living with my dad. It was, I mean, this, this, this is what happens in trade. And this is what I talk about in the book. And I met my strat, you know, I had no confidence in, in my equity trading, no strategies weren't working. And it was, it was rock bottom, bottom. I had no place to go, but I knew this was during the first crypto move, you know, when crypto, I think Bitcoin went for, oh, yeah, yeah. So even though equities are tough, I was like, okay, there's, there is, a, there is this, you know, this wild crypto market, there's opportunity. So I was like, I got to find, you know, I know there's, I know there's something going on here. So, and the true story, all I did was I got on YouTube and typed crypto arbitrage strategy. Mm. And I spent, you know, of course, you know, you get, I was, there's a ton of crap thrown at me and I, I spent days just kind of going through all this. And I, you know, I was like, dude, you know, this is a nightmare. Finally, Found this guy. It had about a, I think a hundred views. Guy was sitting in his like basement in America, and he was explaining the strategy. At first, I was like, mm. and then I, I listened more, back tested it. I was like, wow, he just described an amazing crypto arbitrage strategy. 
jumped on, you know, I was fortunate. My brother lent me some of his Ethereum uh, tokens and I jumped in the strategy. And within three months, I made, I think, 40 or $50,000. And, you know, got myself back on my feet, right. got my confidence back, was able to, you know, refresh my equities account. And I, you know, that that saved my whole trading career. And this, you know, crypto was a foreign, it was a foreign world to me. So, yes, I, you know, that, that, you're, you, that's, so, that's so, yeah, so between 2008 and 2020, you were like, or 2018, you were kind of 10 years of just, you know, struggling trader, but had been successful in the past. And even in that time, like, you know, your strategies weren't working. You like, I suppose the question is, why did you still persevere with the strategies that weren't working? That's what, that's, that's what I really want to yeah, understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm a stubborn bastard. I mean, I would say, you know, I was that period, I was making some money. I think the problem, the main problem was, is my lifestyle was way too extravagant. I've always been really bad about the the part where you're supposed to save the money for the rainy day. Yeah, you know, I was in the mindset of like after 2008, like, oh, this is going to happen again. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I repeat, you know, this yeah. will happen again in a couple of years, and I'll get, you know, I'll make all, you know, I'll make all this money again. But it was just like year after year, and the volatility kept getting worse, and you know, again, it is, I, you know, I, I told the story about me switching to crypto, but generally, you know, switching strategies and, you know, definitely switching markets, it's not easy. You know, it's, you, it takes time. It's, you know, takes financial losses. It's, it's, it's a process. So again, and that kind of scared me off too, but why, you know, I was also, I was always, okay. you know, I was making enough money to keep me in equities. And I had that confidence, you know, the markets would turn. But, you know, the, basically the big problem was I was just burning money the whole time. And again, a lot of a lot of other crazy things. I started my own prop firm, which was a terrible idea. There was a lot. It was a, it was, a, you know, it was this was my fault. Yeah. Again, my, you know, my story is more of a precautionary tool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying, you know, follow. Well, it is, it is, it is like reminiscent of a, of a stock operator, right? Cause he, yeah, he ended up yeah. like going, you know, having this massive like gain. I actually can't even remember if I finished reading that book, but, um, and then he, you know, by the end of it, I think he was dead broke. Wasn't he? Um, uh, yeah. by, the end of it, you know, by the end of it, he killed himself. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it wasn't a good end. Yeah. No, it was, it was, you know, he's, and he was, and I, you know, I, he had that. And like I, I mentioned earlier, I have a little bit of that, unfortunately, I have that, you know, kind of gambling, that a little bit of that gambling trait, which has got me in trouble. And again, don't, you know, I'm not saying do it, follow my lead. I'm, you know, I wrote the book mainly just to like warn traders. This is not what to do. But, you know, I'm also, again, in the book, I also say these are, you know, I know what you should do. I just didn't even follow my own, my own instructions. But, Coming full circle, now I am trying, like we talked earlier, I am trying to look at other markets because equities are dead now. And I have, you know, all the good, a lot, I know a lot of good traders out there and they're saying, hey, look, the edge is in crypto. There's an edge in crypto. Yeah. So, you know, but the key is you can't just jump right in, you know, you go, oh, well, there's edge in crypto. You got to have a strategy. You got to have bankroll. You know, you've got to know what you're doing, you know, and that's a dangerous part. Yes, it's good to know where the edge is. But then you have to develop the strategy. You know, you have to do that that whole thing. So yeah, you know, I don't want to suggest to traders, oh well, you know, my strategy, I'm not making money in forex or you know options. Let me just jump into crypto. Yeah, yeah crypto is uh, a good place. Yeah, look, it's interesting. Look, it's interesting. Have a strategy. 
it's interesting because I mean, like, I mean, it's very different from like most of the traders I have on the show, right? This what you do is very different from, you know, uh, the, the typical technical analysis trader, the fundamental trader um, who backtests the system and then executes the backtest and you know stays disciplined and all that sort of stuff, patient, etc. Whereas yours is completely different in terms of you're just trying to find opportunities in the market that you know where somebody screwed up essentially and and take advantage of it now the question i've got is why because i know you're not a fan of technical analysis i mean why why would you not why do you not want to go down that route and why do you want to persevere with the arbitrage stuff slash glitch you know i say i'm not a fan of technical analysis if you see my if you saw my layout i mean it's by 70 there's a lot of charts yeah 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 Yeah. it's charts i mean it's charts yeah I, I I still like charts. Charts you you need it to guide you. It's your eyes, you know. Again, it tells you whether it's strong or weak. I'm just more not into you know, you know these fanciful fanciful technical patterns and stuff yeah. like that. Although I do believe you know, and I know there are traders out there that have edge, and they you know if if you have discipline, if you have a really niche type of technical setup you're looking at and you stick to that and you do it over again and you're disciplined i i know i i, I i'm i know there's edge there but again i feel that there's from what i've seen from my trading from the traders i've been around you know these glitch types trades these arbitrage there's that's where there's even more edge yes it's tougher to find but you know that's the sign of a good strategy there you know and i think that's why most traders are drawn to technical analysis because it's easy. Not again. I'm not saying trading's ever easy, but it's you know that's what you're fed. You know, mm-hmm. you read the books, you go online. Yeah. Everyone's talking technical analysis. It's easy to read. You know, a, a trend line. It's easy to do that. It's I mean, you know, that's 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 what traders are fed. No one's. And that's why I wrote the book because no one's talking about these glitches. No one's talking about that. We're and no one's talking about it because. We don't want to share these ideas, yeah. you know, again, we want to keep them, we keep quiet, you know, guys aren't, you know, yelling about these, you know, the, this, these amazing strategies out there. They don't want other guys to find out about it. With technical analysis, yeah, there's more, you know, that's what everyone's talking about. I mean, have, have you ever had issues with like, you know, going down this arbitrage route? I knew, I know that a lot of brokers in the Forex space did, you know, they definitely say no arbitrage, right? And the prop firms say, you know, no arbitrage kind of strategies. So it's not seen as good at all because obviously they they can lose money from it. I mean, what did you ever have you ever come across issues with, you know, keeping an account or trying to get your money out of an account because the the you know the brokers said, well, hang on a sec, this guy's doing arbitrage, or or is it is it all too quick for them to even kind of no. catch it or even see it really? Yeah, well, again, I think in most markets, you know, arbitrage. I mean, arbitrage is. You know, arbitrage is such a broad term. I mean, again, you you know, I, I, you could just say arbitrage is buying. You know, in a book, I talk about. You know, I, I put a put some computer monitors on eBay for a really a, 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 the wrong price. Some guy quickly bought them off me and put yeah. it back on. You right. know, on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There you go. Yeah, arbitrage. You call that ar- <laughs> You know, you can talk, call that arbitrage. It's yeah. a really broad. It's a really broad subject. But but with equities, I've never had any anything you know like that. When we go back to, you know, we I, I talked about reading books, order book reading level two. 
that you can get in trouble with. You know, a lot of traders, they, they spoof orders, Uh, maybe yeah. put fake orders out, you know, you can get in trouble for doing some of those games. There's there, there are rules against that. And, you know, guys do get in trouble for that. That's, that's something, you know, that I'm familiar with, but I, Yeah. I, I personally, you There know, was never a story. got in trouble. There was a story on one of the uh, other episodes. I can't remember who it was actually. Um, oh, I think it was a uh, his uh, Black Bull uh, Anish. He he was talking about a guy who had you know I think he got arrested in the end, but he he dropped one of the markets massively because he put like thirty thousand orders on, and all the algos were like, "Oh great, let's grab those orders." And as soon as they started coming for them, it deleted the orders and then bought the bought it back up. Um, and reverse them so it was like just completely tricked them but anyway um <laughs> we digress now i want to dive into a few sort of um more uh, actionable questions here so so from your book i mean if you had to sort of like you know give a list of things that you've learned along your journey um that can help other traders out there what would that sort of you know top five be um we talked about some of them i mean have a backup plan have you know be you know that was that's my problem again and I, I this part of the reason i'm still still trading is i got into trading i was like i'm gonna make money and never i don't have any skill you know that's what I, I that's why i was teaching english for ten dollars an hour when i was really hard up because i didn't i didn't know how to do anything else all i knew how to do was you know basically play this glorified video game of you know scalp scalping is what it was called so Um, that, and it, it was, like I said, I was, you know, I talked about how bad it was, you know, being dead broke and all this, and I, you know, I have children, it was, it was a mess and it was, it, you know, it was, it was still traumatic even thinking about it. So, you know, that's one big thing, you know, make, if you're going to get into trading or if you already are a trader, make sure, you know, you either have, you know, some kind of backup plan as in skills or a job, um, you know. Big fat bank account helps. Yeah, you know, if you've got, you know, a ton of cash in the bank, you know, some type of backup plan. Um, that's that's a huge thing. Um, you know, and I talked about it earlier, taking advantage of the going when it's good. Um, you know, traders, like I said, make you make nearly all your money in little spurts. So if that trading is really good, you got to be aggressive. You got to put your foot on it. You got to find those strategies that work, and you got to really kill it because it could be, as as in my case, years before you you know you have another opportunity like that. So you know, make sure you're ready. You got to be ready for it. You got to have the strategies for it, and then you got to be aggressive and you got to take advantage of it and make as much as you can. You know, it could be once it could be one just amazing trade that's out there and you're ready and you wait in, you got, you know, you're, you're bang and you hit it. Or it could be, you know, some market volatility or it could be a certain, you know, news event or something like that. So when the going's good, you know, take advantage of it. Um, what are some other uh, lessons? Anything from Another like thing. a, a mindset that sort of like, you know, something that's helped you from a mindset point of view to to be so patient and to to wait uh, wait for the next opportunity versus diving in and just trading anything? Yeah, of course, patience, patience is the key. And like I said, you have to, as a trader, you have to realize that, you know, the goal, you're not going to be making money each trade, each month, each, you know, each day. You have to realize again you it's a waiting game and staying in the game is the key 
And if you're not, you know, you got to be disciplined. If you can't sit there and control yourself and you've got to be in a trade and you've got to, you know, you're veering from your trading plan. I mean, sadly, I'd say don't, you know, get out of the game because you're not going to last. You know, you have to you have to be able to do that. It is a way trading. 90 percent of it is sitting there waiting. I've been in the game long enough where I've earned the privilege of, you know, walking away. I can, you know, I can sit there and do four hours a week. But again, if uh, if you're a new trader, no, you you've got to sit there. You got to have screen time. You got to watch the market. You got to learn. If you're sitting there and you can't control yourself, if you have no discipline, if you're, you know, you're banging away, you're just out of control. Then, you know, sadly, trading might not be, you know, might not be the best. Uh, I mean, profession. was there was there anything that sort of you or a turning point? I mean, did you you sort of sound like you were like that at the very start when you had that demo account and you was like, oh, I'll just put orders, a hundred orders on. I mean, how did you get to the point where you felt like, okay, now I've got the discipline, I've got the patience. How, what was there a turning point for you that anything that sort of clicked? Yeah, again, I, there was a couple of things. So I switched. We talked about this. I switched from just gambling. Yeah, I mean, the, the big difference was I went from gambling to actually trading with Edge. I had strategies with Edge, and again, that's the key with trading. The whole key is if you have strategies with Edge and then you execute them efficiently, you will make money. If you don't have strategy or strategies with Edge then you know you shouldn't be trading and again if you you still need to execute those strategies effectively and efficiently um you know I, when i first started trading i was gambling i didn't have strategies with edge and then i had strategies with edge and then i sat there and i executed these strategies and i focus it on the and that's what i do now i just have one or two strategies focus on these strategies and work it you know the execution part of it mm um you know that's that's it you know and i find a lot of traders they don't you know what's your strategy well i'm trading breakouts or i'm doing no that's not a strategy it's got to be a real niche a real niche you know like i'm trading you know this these type of stocks at this time of day looking for this specific technical pattern you know it's got to be really and if you don't have that that's there there there's no edge there so mm. that was a that was a that was a big you know big turning point for me and again, the scalping thing, cutting my losers and just having structure, having that trading plan, you know, going from just gambling to trading with an edge. And again, all the traders out there, you got to ask yourself, do I have edge? Do I have strategies that if I execute them, not perfectly, but efficiently, I will make money, not every single day, but, you know, Enough Maybe. to come out top on top. Enough yeah. to come out on yeah. top. If you you know if you say no, you know I don't have strategies with edge. Then you know don't trade, or at least you know you need to find the strategies with edge, or get get back on demo. Because if you're trading without strategies with edge, you know there's there's no point to be trading. That's not trading. That is gambling. That's a definition of gambling. So you know make sure you have the strategy with edge, and then make sure you're executing those of you know efficiently. And, you know, the execution part is make sure you have, you know, a routine, make sure you have the right software, make sure you're in the right, you know, mindset, right? So, you know, there's, there's all that stuff that goes in with it. It's, 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 that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's a bold different, different, you know, discussion. Okay. And I, and I think, look, the last question of the show, I think is, is very much like, so you, so you obviously had a strategy with Edge and that Edge 
eroded over time, you know, between the 2008, 2018, whatever. Um, I mean, how, like, with you, you know, let your books full of lessons for traders who are potentially, you know, learning from the mistakes that you've made. I mean, was the, I suppose, is there a point when you go, I think that edge is over? It's, it's, I've, the edge doesn't work anymore. I mean, is there, is there something you can teach or share with the listeners today, you know, a point where they go, if you're seeing this happening, then you're probably, your edge may be done. Um, and yeah. I say that because I've tested like plenty of strategies on, on uh, like over a number of years. And you'll see that some of them work really, really well over a short period of time. And then the rest of the time, they're just rubbish uh, or they just break even or something like that. So have you sort of come up with a really good way to determine my edge is gone? Uh, no, no. I mean, again, it, that's the that's a difficult part. And I've seen it a lot the last, you know, the, the last couple of years, because 2020, 2021, really good trading for most traders. And then the market changed. And, you know, the, the strategies of what were working weren't working. And it's kind of the big question is, how long do you give these strategies before you the edge is gone? Because, you, you know, you, you have to give them time. You can't say, oh, I didn't make money in one month. But you also have to realize, OK, maybe the strategy still has an edge, but the market conditions aren't there for this strategy. You know, so there's a lot that goes into it. It's like, you know, the strategy can have edge, but you might not be making money with this strategy because you need certain market conditions for it. You know, a lot of my strategies, they need volatility. So, again, if I'm trading the strategy, which has edge when the volatility is there in a market that's not volatile, I will lose money so you know a lot of it is knowing when to trade these different strategies and when to step back yes and when you know to find new strategies but yeah the key is don't be too stubborn you know yeah. if you and, and, and once you trade it for a while you realize okay there's no you should be able to you know quickly find out there's no edge in the strategy i'm just losing i'm executing the strategy effectively but i'm continuing to lose that's also the sign there's no edge there you know again you could say, OK, I'm going to put this strategy on the shelf and when the volatility comes back, I'll use it. But again, you know, your P&L is ultimately the judge of yeah. whether strategy has edge and not one day, not one week, maybe not even one month. But if you're going, you know, months or years where this strategy is consistently losing, that strategy doesn't have edge. You know, again, your P&L, the P&L will show you maybe you can tweak that strategy Maybe you can use that strategy at different periods. Maybe you can use that strategy on different instruments. You know, maybe, you know, that's that's the thing. And that's a great, you know, that's what I try and do with my strategies. Okay, you know, this this is a good strategy, but it's not working right now. Maybe I'll try it at a different market or a different time or a different instrument. But yeah, don't, I mean, the key it's, is just don't be stubborn. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things to do is I, I think like if you get a strategy that works over a period of time, you think, why is it not working during this period of time or that period of time? But it has worked. And if I had just tested like, you know, say 40 trades, 50 trades and gone, great, this is what I'm going to use. And then started using it at this date, it would be a complete utter disaster. But then if yeah, the hardest thing is trying to go and work out, okay, if it's work during that environment, what is the unique thing about that particular market environment? And or does it also work on other markets, but only for a short period of time? So what's the unique thing across all these markets that is 
you know, common. It's so hard to do for, for any strategy, especially when I'm doing my, my automated stuff and back testing. Hey, look, um, David, it's been awesome having you on. Really different kind of show from what we typically do here on Trading Up, but I think the guys are going to be able to walk away with a lot more, um, I suppose, broader insight in terms of traders as a whole and, you know, giving you a different bent to someone who's going straight down the technicals or fundamental route with your arbitrage and glitch kind of approach. So um, to wrap up with, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter or X at uh, Cream Trader. Um, yeah, check out the book. You can find it on Amazon. I guess whatever country you're in, your local Amazon. Again, that's Cash Rules, Reminiscences of a Day Trader. Um, I also have a website, David Dash Hale, where I have some. I have some more information on these glitches, and you know, if you want to learn some more information about that, there's some. There's some uh, blogs and little essays about those. So yeah, feel feel free to contact me. I'm always happy to talk trading. Well, a big thank you to David for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, are on the show notes. To find them, simply search for David in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Right, folks, thanks for sticking around to the end. Now, I uh, hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a bit different, and it gave you a completely different insight into how somebody is actually approaching this market. I don't think we've had anyone quite like David on the show before, so this arbitrage glitch, whatever you want to call it, kind of approaches is kind of unheard of. Now, uh, because you've stuck around to the end, I'm going to give you a little something. Uh, now, if you guys are looking to add something to your routine, something that is going to be really horrible the very first time you do it, but every time after that, you're probably going to be like addicted to it. It is have a clove a day. So I'm going to, have to look at the uh, camera there to make sure I've got it. So have a clove a day. This is what I'm doing. I'm having a clover day. I've just started doing it like probably about a month or two ago. It is a great appetite suppressant if you do want to, you know, just have something that's not going to do a lot um, to to uh, add to the ca calories that you take. Uh, have a drink of water afterwards. It tastes amazing. Yep, the first time it's going to be very strong. But after that, you really get used to it. So many little benefits with it. It's antibacterial, microbial, uh, and fungal, and other things as well. So folks, there's your little tip for sticking around to the end. All right. Now, remember, we've got the webinar coming up this weekend. If you do want to check out the prop bot and how it, I use this to help me pass my first funded challenge and not just pass it, but also get funded uh, all within about a month. So the time frame was a very, very short. Uh, the other things, we've got that live streamer coming up on the show. Remember, we've got deals here with um, Blue Guardian, uh, for your Forex prop firm, we've got Apex Funded Trader for your futures prop firm, and we've got these guys at Black Bull for anyone who's looking for a broker that's fully regulated, and you get 100% deposit bonus with uh, when you join them through the Trading Nut link only. That's on deposits that your first deposit, should I say, up to $1,000. All right, folks, thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next video.